You're listening to the Story Shout Podcast, hosted by Kelsey Jones. We're a weekly podcast dedicated to destigmatizing failure and laughing at our normalcy. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Story Shout. My name's Kelsey Jones, and I'm joined here today by Joe Hall. Joe's one of my friends in the marketing industry. I think we met at a conference or maybe through Search Engine Journal, but Joe, thanks so much for joining me. Yeah, thank you so much, Kelsey, for having me. I was really excited to uh, be here. Um, I'm really a big fan of your work, and of course, this is my first like experience with you as a podcaster, but I know all of your content work is so incredible. So this is, um, I'm really excited to see what this is all about too, you know. Thank you. Yeah. I've, you know, ever since I started that podcast with Search Engine Journal, um, like years ago, I always have missed doing it. So this has been a really fun experience and I get to talk to all my friends. It's an excuse get them to talk to me. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a really good excuse. Yeah. <laughs> Joe, so uh, what are we going to talk about today? What do you suck at? What do I suck at? Like, I feel like I could probably write a book about that, about that topic, you know? Man, it's not always obvious, too, because I, if you, if you know me online, and Kelsey, you know, you follow me on social media, but if you follow me online, you know that I do have a pretty big ego. Uh, so, uh, talking about what I suck at, I think is good for me. It might be good therapy to seek a little bit more humility. But, uh, so, uh, one of the things that I suck at that really come to mind over the last year has been, uh, not saying no enough and, and just saying yes to too many things. Um, and I've always known this about myself, but it's gotten worse. I feel like maybe in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's something that I'm top of mind to kind of tackle this year uh, to start saying no more often um, and say less a little bit, a little bit, say yes, a little bit less, you know? Oh, there you go. Do you think um, like everything that has happened with COVID has been a correlation to you saying yes to more things? Yeah. Because here's the thing. So, like, this is what happened. Um, and it, it kind of started before COVID, but I run my own business. Um, and I, I'm a kind of a solo entrepreneur. Um, and so a long time ago, well, I think it wasn't that long ago. It was like 2016, maybe. I was at a conference and I was talking to another fellow SEO, another solo entrepreneur solo consultant and she had said something to me that like really struck with me she said that because I asked her I was like so what do you do like what type of consulting do you do um and she was like well I basically just do whatever needs to be done and like that kind of really opened up my eyes a lot because uh up until that point I was being uh kind of selective over the type of consulting that I did like I I you know I I do SEO, but I, I would really only do a certain type of SEO uh, or work with certain types of clients or certain types of projects. And when she mentioned that, I was like, wow, that's that's interesting. Uh, like, it seems so obvious, like, just do whatever needs to be done. But I hadn't really thought of it a whole lot that way. 
And so I started to try to apply more of that. And what happened was my revenue like went through the roof because I was taking on more projects and it was like, oh my God. And, um, and so initially I was like, whoa, like saying yes more often drives up my revenue. And if you're a solo consultant or a solo entrepreneur, you know that cash flow is really a very important thing. Um, you know, like there are some, t- some months where you make a ton of money, other months where you don't. And so having that steady flow of income coming in is like super important. Um, and so when I saw like all this revenue go up, uh, because I kept saying yes to different things, I was like, whoa, this is definitely what I need to do. I need to like, like limit the number of times I say no, like really minimize that no, uh, with clients and, and uh, different projects to come across my desk. And I, and that kind of started before the pandemic. And, and, and I had this mentality back then, even then I had this mentality that, Hey, like if I just spend less time watching Netflix, then I can make more money, you know? And I, so I did, I just spent less time watching Netflix or whatever. And, and that was easy too for me because like, I'm, I'm single, I don't have kids or anything like that. So it's easy for me to make those decisions, you know? And so in doing that, like I, again, I, I just worked more and made more money. But, and then when the pandemic hit, it was like that, it was like that mentality in like hyperdrive because um, I didn't have anything to do. Like it, you can't go anywhere and you can't visit with anyone and, so it was just like, well, what do I do? I'm just going to work. And it was like that in overdrive. And then something weird happened too during the pandemic. I think it was because of where I'm kind of like positioned within the industry or, or whatever. But my leads for work went up, like went through the roof. And so not only was I saying yes to more things, but I had more opportunities come towards me. Mm-hmm. And anyways, Long story short, that kind of resulted in me saying yes to way too many things. And it was a failure because I became less focused on what mattered for each project or each task involved because I had a million things to do and I became overwhelmed a lot of times. The longer my to-do list got the more like overwhelmed I got and the more uh, the feelings of like, like I'm not going to ever get out of this, you know, situation. And that kind of also kind of turned into like a feeling of and like overwhelming, but it was also kind of like burnout. Um, and, And then it got to a point where I had a ton of stuff to do. But I wasn't doing much of anything <laughs> because there's so much to do, you know. Um, and it, it's like, and so then it's like, well, this is a problem. So uh, I'm now finally kind of getting out from under a lot of that work, and now finally kind of like coming up. Uh, and so my goal for this year is to say no more often and to not take on the world, you know, and, and kind of think of it that way, you know. Yeah, I think that's really good. When I first started freelancing and I was single, well, I had a boyfriend, but we didn't live together. And um, 
I was like you. I would just like work all the time. And it took several years before I got burned out. But I realized that I was burned out when it was like you. Like I would just sit there. I had so much stuff to do and I would just sit there. I would I don't know where the days would go. I mean, I don't, it was the weirdest, it was the weirdest time because you just, for me, and it sounds like you're kind of like this too, when I feel overwhelmed, I just kind of shut down. And so that took like probably even another almost year before me realizing, okay, I have to be smarter about this and saying yes, everything can get you more clients and more revenue, like you said, but it also is going to affect the results that you're providing to them. And it's also, that's then going to affect you down the line with revenue anyway, because if you're not doing a good job, then clients aren't going to refer you. They're not going to you know, ask you for more work, or they might end a contract early because you're not able to keep up with everything. So it is detrimental. You think saying yes to everything can only be beneficial, but there are like detriments to that as well that maybe yeah. people don't see. And it's not really, it's not fair to anybody involved. Like to, to the one, like, like I used to think also that like, oh, well, I want to help this person and I want to do good work for them. And so I would say yes. And then turn out because I was overwhelmed or overworked or couldn't get to their project, it actually ended up being a bad experience for them because, like, you know, I had the best intentions going into it, but because I wasn't able to follow through like I I said I would or because the quality of work was sloppy because I was doing too much, it turned out to be a bad experience for them. And so it it was the exact opposite of what, I intended to have for them. Like I thought, Oh, well, I want to take this client on because I think I can do it better than anyone else, you know? Um, and the opposite turned out to be true because, because I took them on, I should have just given them off to someone that I knew could handle the job and had time to do it. Um, and they could be taken care of, you know? So it really is kind of detrimental to everyone involved, not just me, but also, uh, the client as well, or, or the customer, you know. Yeah. So yeah, it is, it is it is difficult. And I was thinking about your podcast this morning, um, and about how the topic of like failure is so it's like a it's a power move, really, when you think about it. Like because like it, it's a catalyst for change, you know. And if hmm. you can understand like what you suck at um, and analyze it then you can fix the problem, you know? And I think it comes back to, and we were just talking about this a little bit before we started recording about like having to embrace vulnerability, you know? Um, It goes back to like part of that embracing vulnerability means understanding like all those icky points about yourself that you can improve upon, you know? Um, and I think that, I mean, this is why this this podcast, I think, is so cool, uh, because it is sort of like a, a catalyst for change, you know, um, and making, uh, improving upon yourself, you know, and learning from that, you know. Yeah, well, and I think there's some things that you suck at that need to change, like what we're talking about with you, but then there's other things that it's okay to be bad at, like um, I had a, I had an episode with Amalia Fowler. She's in uh, paid ads and she's really awesome. But we talked about procrastination 
And one thing we talked about, that episode was really good if anyone listening hasn't heard it yet. But one thing we talked about is when I realized that I procrastinate all the time, I stopped like kidding myself. And like, so if I had a huge project before I would maybe over four months assign a different deliverable one for each month until the project is due. But since I realized that I procrastinate, I just have started scheduling it for the week before it's due because I know that I'm not going to do it until then. So I just honest with myself. And um, that came from a lot of that came from the burnout too of like recognizing, okay, I obviously keep putting this task off, which means I don't really want to do it. And if that's the case, I either need to outsource it or I need to be honest with how I work and how I am as a person. And as a result, like, how can I schedule this project or task that fully embraces who I am instead of wishing that I wasn't a procrastinator or wasn't like lazy in my eyes? I'm doing air quotes. But some, you know, you'd, I think you have to be honest about your weaknesses and that kind of means working with them too. Yeah, exactly. And I, I read the talking about procrastination. I read this thing. It was kind of an interesting take on procrastination. And it said that people that procrastinate are actually very productive. They're just very productive on the wrong things. And so like, and I thought about that with myself, like when I procrastinate, like, yes, I didn't get done when I planned on getting done, but I did watch like six seasons of, you know, the office. So like, and like, and and that sounds goofy, but like, if you think about it, like, and I've done this with my coding too, because like, I do a lot of like just side uh, programming projects that are not just really just for fun. And um, I've like, there's one project right now that I've been working on for the last uh, four months. Um, and I ended up just working on that when I should have been doing other things, you know, but the result is that I'm almost done with this thing. And it's really awesome. Uh, so and it's actually going to help with, with my business. So it, it is one of these things where it's like you can be kind of strategic with your procrastination and find things that will benefit you and use those things as like what you are uh, distracting yourself with, you know, um, at least that's what I found. But yeah, you're right. The whole like being honest with yourself about like the procrastination thing and scheduling things appropriately. I've done that too. I've absolutely done that, you know. Well, and going back to being honest and like saying no to people when you, so this year, have you started to say no to projects and, or people? And when you have what, what's kind of what you say? Well, no, I haven't yet started to do that. <laughs> and we're only 10 days into the year. Um, and it actually, um, I actually just, at the end of last week, I told someone I'd send them a, a proposal for a project that I really shouldn't be doing uh, because it's, it's very small and it's not something that I normally do. Um, and it's those little tiny projects, like the little tiny projects that I don't normally do that eat up all my time, you know, because uh, it's, it's stuff that I, it, it doesn't fit within my model of business. And so I have to like kind of spend more time on it and stuff like that. But, um, but no, I haven't started that yet. And like, I, and I will say that like, I have turned down people in the past. Like, it's not like I've never said no. But the difficult thing about saying no is, and this is why I don't do it very often, 
is I want to feel like they're taken care of in some way, right? And so I like to try to find people I can refer business to. And quite honestly, like, that has become more and more difficult for me because a lot of folks that that I want to send work to, they say no for the same reasons that I would say no, you know? And so it, it's kind of like, uh, you know, oh, this client's budget is too small or... Uh, this is not the type of work that I would normally do or, or whatever. Um, when I send it out to another consultant or another freelancer, um, it's the same reasons. Like they don't want to take the client either, you know, and it's hard to say no in situations like that because I feel like I'm not really helping them too much, you know, helping the, 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 uh, business owner or the, or the client, um, uh, so that's difficult, you know, but, you know, you just have to get over that a little bit. You know, it's not, it, you, you know, you are not, I guess my, I guess what I have to remind myself a lot of is that, like, these are really not your problems. You know, I hate to say it like that, but, but really, like, like, they're not, like, you want to help people, but at the end of the day, but, you know, they need to, like, increase their budget or they need to have uh more time for you. You know, like I had a client last uh a couple weeks ago that you know i'm doing uh an audit for him and he wants the audit done in like a week and i, I i'm like uh i'll do my best you know but it's not going to get done in a week you know um and that's on them like their schedule has to be more flexible so yeah i mean it is difficult to say no for a lot of reasons but it does help everyone out in the long run i think you know yeah, I think that goes back to what you were saying earlier, like it's detrimental sometimes to say yes. And that makes me think about, so my one of my aunts runs an organizing business and I've helped her in the past with SEO and just some website stuff. Um, and she really wanted to kind of this year do a retainer and I just don't have the bandwidth because it's a small project, but it's my aunt, you know, like, so I've never said no. And uh, I did a project for her, I think last fall, and it was like really rushed. And I feel like it wasn't very good, but she was happy. with it. So anyway, um, finally, she sent me an email. I think it was last week or the week before where she was like, look, I need help. So either are you going to help me or I'm going to find someone else? Like not mean, but just like, I really, this is what and so I referred her to one of my friends that I knew could take it on and, and I trusted my friend, but I feel like protective of her. Like she's my aunt, of course, but even if it's not your family member, um, I've had times in the past where it's a really small business owner and you can tell that um, they're just really naive and don't know what they want. You really don't want them to get taken advantage of by one of those huge agencies that are going to overcharge them and not really do good work. And so it's taken everything I, I have to not ask my friend if she's working with my aunt or like not be involved because I really want to go to my aunt and say, look, if you're not going to work with Danielle, then you need to tell me who you're talking to so I can tell you if they're bad. But that's making me involved in the project. And my aunt's not, you know, a dumb person. She's smart. She knows like the basics of how SEO works. So I know she'll be okay, but I totally get you on the point of like, it's so hard to say no sometimes because for a lot of reasons, but you feel kind of protective too. And, and it just makes it hard. I think like, especially when there's a lot of people that will say yes, but it's for, they're not going to do their part. 
Yeah. And so that's the same, like, I actually had that same thing happen with my aunt. My aunt had the same issue. Uh, and it was a friend of hers was starting a business and she wanted me to help them with SEO. And of course, you know, because my aunt was involved in it, my mother was involved in it too. Uh, not, not involved in the business, but involved in knowing that I was helping my aunt. And so because of that, like, it got even stickier because, like, you know, I, I didn't charge them because what am I going to do? Charge my aunt and then, 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 then the budget is criticized by my mother. You know, it just gets sticky. So, uh, so I, um, I ended up doing this like small project for them. But honestly, the, the result of the whole thing was just me advising them not to do SEO because, I did a competitive analysis for them, and I was like, look, like, to get started, just to get started with SEO, you need, like, five to ten grand, you know? You don't have that, so you can't do it, you know? Um, and I think, like, that was my expert opinion. Uh, it took me, like, a few days to figure that out. And, of course, it wasn't good enough because my mother came back to me, and she says, don't be so negative. You know, don't be so discouraging to your aunt. But it's like, mom, that's my, that was my professional opinion, you know, like, uh, and so, uh, you know, that was not good. And, and I think that, like you said, though, like, there are small business owners that you come across that, you know, like, you know, that if you say no to them, if you turn them away, they're going to find some small outfit that doesn't charge very much money that just takes their money and runs, you know, um, but doesn't do very much good work and you feel bad about that. And that was really what I was trying to, I was trying to negate with my aunt was like, Hey, listen, if you go to a company and they're not going to charge you like three to 5,000 a month, then they're ripping you off. Like, so don't, don't focus on, you know, these really cheap SEO outfits because they're not going to be doing good work for you. You know, I'm going to tell you that you're not ready yet for that. So it was, it was, you know, kind of a situation where I felt like I was helping her, but I really should not have been even, you know, doing that. Cause it took up a ton of time, but it's not something I normally do. Um, it took up a ton of time and it was, it was something I wanted to say no to, you know, and it's funny though, like talk about family, like, I'm sure you get this all the time, Kelsey. Like, do you get people that come to you and say things like, like, hey, can you help me with my Facebook or something? So it was like completely unrelated to what you do. And, and you're like, well, that's not what I do. That's not like, you know, what I do. That's not my specialty. Like, and they're like, look at you. Like, well, why not? Like, come on. Like, you do this. So. You're in tech. You should just know how to do everything in tech. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, uh, I had a, a, one of my mother's friends actually asked me what she should name her Facebook page for her business. And I was like, I don't, I don't know. Like, what's the name of your business? Just use that, you know? And she was like, Oh, yeah. Okay. I was like, Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I'm not a Facebook guy, you know? Um, and I even thought, like, I can, I can recommend you to a Facebook person, but 
they're going to charge you a ton of money, you know, so, you know, it is difficult to say no to, to people like that. Uh, that's probably the hardest people to say no to. The people, the people that you care about, the people that are attached to you in some way, you know. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, like friends or family. And that even goes beyond work, right? Like, I don't know if you've struggled with this, but like saying no to friends or family that want to do something. Like I had, oh, like a couple weeks ago. So in Kansas City, there's this thing called the Plaza Lights. And there's this district in Kansas City where all the buildings look like they're in Spain. So all these like Spanish brick buildings and they line all the buildings in the whole district with lights. And it's really awesome. So I wanted to go and you go and there's like restaurants. And so I wanted to go um, maybe go eat at a restaurant and walk around. So I asked my friends to go and I was on a meeting. Like I asked the question, then I got on a meeting. Well, but by the time I was back, suddenly they had decided that we're going to brunch instead. And I got so mad because I'm like the whole reason I texted you is to see the, the dumb lights that don't come on till 5 p.m. at night. So I probably didn't reply the best way, but I was like, I'm not going to brunch because last year um, I realized I had some food allergies. So I have to avoid like eggs, grain, and mostly dairy, all the good cornerstones of brunch. So I went on this tangent and I'm like, well, I'm not going to brunch. I don't like brunch. And they had picked this really fancy place. And I'm like, I'm not going to pay $30 for like some sausage because that's all I can eat. And I just said, I'm not going. Um, I said it in like a, a little bit of a better way. I probably sound a little bratty, but I was like, I don't want to go to brunch. I just want to see the light. <laughs> um, like, hello. But that was an example of like a recent sticky situation where I'm like, I'm good. Like, that's not what I want. And I think... I don't know. I feel like with COVID, it has kind of changed my perspective on like how I spend my time. So I, these friends are good enough friends of mine where I can say like, I don't want to do that and it's okay. Um, and I, I just seek to surround myself with people where I can be like, Hey, I don't really feel like going, um, either I don't feel well, or I just don't want to go. Yeah. I wonder if, I wonder that that's a good thing to think about. Like, I wonder if COVID has helped people, say no more often, you know, like in situations like that, the social situation, definitely like for me with the business side of it, it, it kind of screwed me up. I say yes more often because of COVID, but I, unlike you, I actually do not really have any friends. Uh, so I don't like, uh, have these weird social like things. Um, I have in the past, like on a blue moon, a friend will ask me to go do something but I just really don't want to do. Um, and then I'll be like, you know, oh, no, I, I don't want to do that or whatever. But uh, no, normally I don't really go out that much at all, really. I have that issue with my family a lot, though. Like, my sisters will ask me to go do stuff with them. And I just don't want to, you know. Um, like, last night, exa- exactly. Like, last night they wanted me to go eat dinner at their house, and I didn't want to. And they were like, oh, okay, whatever. You know, and... So I, I can see how that is, but social, social obligations do feel weird to say no to, you know, but I, you're right though. The pandemic is kind of like, I think adjusting everybody's expectations, you know, and change people a lot. Uh, and I think it's more acceptable now to say no in situations like that, you know, but that is so cool though, that you did say no, uh, like you set boundaries for yourself, you know? Um, and that you were like, no, I'm not going to do that because 
Like, I don't want to make myself sick, and because I wanted to see Spanish lights, you know? So that's, like, that's really impressive. Yeah, thank you. Well, I felt like they weren't listening to me, too. And that's that's probably another podcast in itself, but I'm like, that's all I said I wanted to do, and then it evolved. And I told them that, and we had a good discussion about it, but... Yeah, I mean, like, that's something, too. Like, well, I quit, um, I quit, well, I got, like, like five years ago... I got sober, and mm-hmm. so that's really why I don't have any friends, because most of my friends used to drink a lot, uh, well, they, they still drink a lot, uh, and they, you know, other things, too, and I got out of that whole uh, scene, um, and that took a while to readjust everyone's expectations of me, because they were like, yeah, come out, do this with me, come out, do this, that, you know. And I'd be like, no, I don't, I'm not going to do that, you know, because uh, it just wasn't right for me anymore. And so that changed things a lot. But yeah, I went through that whole thing, like setting up your own personal boundaries for what you know is right for you, you know, both like on an emotional level, but then also just on a, a realistic kind of level of, of the life you want to live, you know. I love that. I'm. And that might be a good like thing to close out the podcast is um, like setting boundaries either with yourself when it comes to work or your friends. I mean, what kind of things are you thinking about when you're going to do that, you know, this year that might help someone else? So I know that we talked earlier about this is not supposed to be a professional podcast, (laughs) but I think that. I, I don't really have a life outside of my work. Uh, so I will say, though, from, from, as far as setting boundaries, uh, I read this book a long time ago, well, a long, long time ago, but a few years ago, I read this book, and it's, it's recommended by a lot of business people. It's called The E-Myth. Um, and uh, have you read that, Kelsey? Mm-hmm. I have. A long time ago. So, so in The E-Myth, they talk about this thing called the uh, the turnkey business, uh, which is just basically like setting up a, a process in your business to run the business so that the business kind of runs on not not automation, but it runs on a process where you, you kind of have a process for everything you do. Um, and so one of the boundaries I'm setting this year is to not take on work and projects that don't fall within my established process. Uh, so if, if I don't have a process for a specific task or, or project, I'm probably not going to take it on this year. Um, and that's where I've gotten into trouble in the past where projects take like so, so much longer when they're like, uh, not the ordinary type of project I do or I don't have a process built around them. Um, and that's what takes up all my time, and that's what I don't kind of allocate for. Um, and so I'm trying to say no from a professional basis around things like that, the things that, I don't know, things that I don't have a process built for, and I can't kind of, like, uh, accurately kind of, like, gauge what the investment in time and money is going to be for me, you know. And then for personal stuff, you know, I, I think that I'm just going to continue honoring my own, my own boundaries. I don't really go out that much. I, 
I've, I've kind of discovered since the pandemic, you know, last summer when the uh, numbers went down a lot, uh, when it was safer to be out in public, I did go out in public, and uh, I noticed that I really didn't like being in crowded areas anymore, you know, and so I'll probably stay away from more crowded places uh, this this year. I don't know. I went to a restaurant a few weeks ago, um, and it was really great, but it was kind of like a little bit of anxiety because there were a lot of people there, um, and I wasn't digging that, you know. So, I mean, you know, it is what it is, but I think I'll probably just, you know, have some boundaries around uh, crowds and stuff like that, you know. And it's weird, too, because, like, I feel like my my uh, stamina or my my energy levels are, like, lower now, you know? Like, I went to Target uh, last week, and I got back and I was exhausted, like, I don't know why. Like, I, it's just Target, you know? Uh, but it's just, like, that level of, like, stimulation from, like, multiple areas and, you know, having to engage with, like, tons of people. And it just makes me kind of exhausted. So I'll probably, I don't know, put up some boundaries around that and say no to more things like that and more things like, I guess what I'm trying to say, I'm going to become a hermit. That's what I'm saying. I'm going to become a hermit and just... Pretend like nobody exists outside of my condo. That's my that's my new life. We all cope in our own ways, and I I get anxious in a, in um, crowds too, so I get it. Um, but yeah. if so, if people want to talk to you more about your hermit lifestyle or <laughs> about like work or anything else, where can they find you online? You can find me um, on Twitter at at Joe Hall. That's at J-O-E-H-A-L-L. And I will apologize in advance for following me. And sometimes it's very weird. But, um, yeah, so please connect with me on Twitter. Um, and I'm also on LinkedIn, but I don't really pay attention to LinkedIn that much. Uh, you can just search for Joe Hall on LinkedIn. Um, I'm mostly all on Twitter. Sounds good. Well, Joe, thank you for coming on. And to everyone else, thank you for listening. Until next time. Thank you for listening to the Story Shout Podcast. Don't forget to review us on iTunes and connect with us on social media at Story Shout or online at storyshout.co. Until next time, stay normal.